0: Welcome to the Miller Group Real Estate Show, Amelia Island's number one source for real estate news, market analysis, and more. Starring top producing real estate agents,
1: James and Dave Miller. The Miller Group is your go-to real estate advisor for the plantation and Amelia Island. Now to our hosts, James and Dave Miller. Welcome to another episode of the Miller Group Real Estate Show. This is James Miller, and I am excited to bring to you today a great episode where we interview Mark Wittner, who is the Managing Director and Senior Economist at Wells Fargo. Mark provides a lot of great insight into where the economy currently is and where he thinks it is headed as we navigate this coronavirus pandemic over the next 6 to 18 months. Now, before we get over to Mark, I wanted to provide a quick update on where our current markets or our local market here at Amelia Island and the Amelia Island Plantation stands. And I'm sure you've read a lot in the news or that, uh, that real estate activity has slowed naturally. Uh, there are fewer buyers out t- looking at properties with the stay-at-home orders, as well as with the number of uh, mandatory business closings. However, there still is activity. And I would say that one thing we've noticed is that the people who are in the market to buy or sell are in fact more serious and more qualified. Um, So there's a lot of the people, which I call the looky loos, who go around and, and are just touring property for fun, have dropped out of the market. And the ones that are remaining are very serious buyers and sellers. Uh, Just to give you a a quick little stats, um, we have had in the last seven days, 31 properties go under contract in Nassau County, as well as five properties go under contract here on the Amelia Island Plantation. So there's still activity. And in fact, we've put two properties listed for sale and put them both under contract in this past uh, couple of weeks during the coronavirus pandemic. So activity is certainly still happening. And if you have any interest in buying or selling, we'd love to help you. Just send us a call or or give us a call or text us at 904-557-5720. And we would love to help you out. All right. So now we're going to head over to Mark and I wanted to provide you a brief background on uh, some of his experience. Mark, as I said before, is the managing director and senior economist at Wells Fargo. And what's interesting is Mark uh, has a little bit of a tie here to uh, Northeast Florida. He got his MBA from the University of North Florida, and he also used to work uh, for or as the economist for Barnett Bank in Jacksonville. So he is familiar with our market, and he actually talks a little bit in his interview about what he thinks the future is for Northeast Florida, as well as Amelia Island. So we're really excited to bring you uh, Mark's insight today, and we hope you enjoy. And we'll head over to Mark now.
2: Today we've got a special guest, I couldn't be more excited, uh, I have uh, watched and followed Mark Vetner for many years, uh, seen many of uh, Mark's uh, presentations on CNBC and always in, in appreciated, enjoyed his insight. And, and, and it was nice to understand too that Mark's got a little bit of a local tie here and Mark Thank you so much. We're delighted to have you on the Miller Group Real Estate Show today and appreciate what I know is a very tight schedule and appreciate your time today.
0: I'm oh, glad to be with you.
2: Let's just kind of talk, Mark. One of the things this is that I think nobody could have anticipated is um, uh, a shutdown of the national economy and just trying to get a sense. When when will we really ever understand what the true costs of of the economic shutdown is, I think we'll start to figure out the healthcare considerations maybe in the next few months. But gosh, I'm not sure we really understand or when we'll understand what the the national um, you know economy impacts are. What are your thoughts about that?
0: Well, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever know. I mean, this is sort of like a a world war. I mean, it uh, in terms of its of its of how it's remaking the economy. Our national debt is probably going to, which we were already worried about, it's probably going to, to, to it's gonna more than double and it might triple. And uh, that's going to, to have some very long-term implications on the economy. Um, I, this is a, a deep recession that's going to accelerate some of the, the trends that were already underway, such as telemedicine and the shift to online retailing. Um, and they're, they're going to really, uh, and in a major way change the economic landscape in ways that, that might have taken place over the next decade. It's going to take place really over the next year to 18 months.
2: You know, there's obviously been a lot of speculation of V of, of, of recovery and, and switching the economy back on, but it just seems like until until people are comfortable being in public places, it's going to take a while for this to to kind of things to resume. And that takes some kind of therapeutic or vaccine before we can get there. Before you really know when the economy can come back, what is that kind of your view on that?
0: Yeah, that's our view, and 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 uh, you know we we were hopeful, and we still are hopeful that we're going to get some therapeutics. Um, there's about ninety of them in 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 some form of testing right now. Um, there's probably about a half dozen vaccines that are that are being tested around the world too, but uh, a vaccine is you know, at least a year to 18 months away at the, right. at, the, at the earliest. And so we're going to have to find a way to, to re-engage with the economy in, in an era where there's still a threat of COVID. And I think that, that over the summer, we're probably going to see economic activity pick up a pretty good bit because typically viruses do not spread as much in the summer uh, with the humid air. Uh, people aren't coughing and sneezing as much, and if they do, it doesn't go as far. And so, you know, so we're we're probably going to see a little bit of a pickup. Most states should be able to to reopen their economies uh, somewhere between the middle of May and 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 the middle of June. And so, I think that that most states will will have lifted the stay-at-home orders uh, for most people. I think that for uh, for a lot of folks that are at risk, they'll probably continue to stay at home. But then the question is how, how quickly will people re-engage? And I think what what really has to happen is that we have to have some protocols put in place by business owners and by government that uh, that that tell us you know how much space we need uh, between us when we're at work and, and when we're at restaurants. And what are the what are the procedures that need to be put in place to to clean equipment and uh, can we reopen theme parks? And if we do, you know, how do we line up for, for uh, shows and rides? Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know yeah. all of those things have to be figured out. My, my sense is that it all can be worked out. There's probably an electronic solution to a lot of these things that you, you make reservations. that lets you know what time to show up. And uh, in, in the meantime, you're not queued up right next to somebody else. Um, so, so I, 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 think that, that all these things are going to happen. They're just not going to happen immediately. They're going to happen gradually. And because of that, it's going to be a, we're going to, we're going to see economic activity go from being half speed to maybe two third speed, and then maybe to three quarter speed, but we're not going to get to full speed until we get a vaccine.
2: I guess there are, there certainly are cases where we've seen where we don't have vaccines for other types of viruses but people learn to understand risk and tolerate risk and work with therapeutics and this could be one of those situations at least in the next year or so that plays out
0: well that's 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 what's likely to happen in the next year or so i I think that longer term if we don't have a vaccine that uh that is it's going to be difficult i mean we will we will adjust to a real Mm -hmm. normal uh we'll adjust to a new normal that um you know that'll be a, a different type of world, and, and you know we're going to be there anyway because we're going to be we're going to be wearing uh we're going to be wearing masks probably for the most part. <laughs> right. People right. don't. You know I think people are finally beginning to understand. It gets explained over and over again that the mask does not protect you from a virus coming to you. It protects other people from you spreading a virus to someone else. But if everybody is wearing masks, then then there's a certain then there will be a, a greater level of protection for everybody. So. So I, I um, you know, I, I just haven't gotten around to buying. It's nineteen bucks uh, to buy a mask yet. I keep thinking they'll get a little bit cheaper than that.
2: You know, and I also kind of hear that there could be some type of concept of a certification that you don't have COVID nineteen that you would have on your on your phone and, and could flash before entering a public uh, venue. Yeah,
0: there's there's Required some talk. Testing. There's some talk of that, but um, but. But I'm not very optimistic about that. Talking to people that are in China, then they say that uh, that um, that having the antibodies does not provide you uh, significant immunity. So, um, mm. so I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know that we've got enough clarity on that. And so it it it. Uh, but but certainly I, I do think that uh, that somehow we're going to have to get away from our fears of George Orwell and be able to use our smartphones, I think people are so comfortable with using smartphones. You know, we had all these worries about privacy and I'm thinking the whole purpose on Facebook is to share information about yourself. It's why it's so popular. So I I think that, um, that as long as it's pulled through the channel and not pushed through the channel, we'll probably see some solutions come about through smartphones. You made some
2: interesting comments a couple of days ago on CNBC talking about the energy industry and of course its collapse and and the impact on states such as Texas. Is there a corollary relative to tourism um, that could happen here in Florida, things that we should be aware of in this part of the world?
0: Well, the energy situation is a, is a difficult one and, and, um, and I was a little frustrated when I was on because you know, you don't really have a whole lot of time there. And I wasn't even sure that we were going to talk about that. But, the, uh, but given where oil prices were that day, it was unavoidable. But yeah. um, in, in that particular circumstance, what people don't understand about the energy business is that you can shut in a lot of production, but a lot of production can't be shut in. Like in Alaska, for example, they have to produce enough oil to feed the pipeline or else the pipeline will break down. So in order to protect your long-term ability to produce you have to keep some production running. And my concern right now with oil is that that there's so much the demand has fallen so much that there there's enough production that it is very difficult to shut down that we're likely to be oversupplied for some time. And so this is going to to, to put a lot of pain on oil producers, particularly higher that, that have that have higher cost oil production. So we're gonna see a, a lot of job losses there. I, I don't know that that'll impact Florida all that much. Uh, we do get a lot of tourists from the, from the energy sector that go to the Panhandle. So it may, may impact some areas on the Panhandle a little bit. Lower gas prices are usually good for Florida. Um, yeah. Getting them this way is not. Uh, you know, typically when we have lower gas prices, because a, a lot of tourists do arrive by car in Florida, if they spend less on gas they have more money to spend on other things when they get there but um, you know right now i'm i'm real concerned that that uh, that we're going to go for a, a fairly long drought where we're not going to see a lot of uh, of, of tourists coming to the state because people when, are going to stay closer to home when do you think
2: disney might reopen what's your best guess on that
0: i don't know i i i um, you know, I, I would think it, it, it's probably going to be in June. I think that they'll, and, and I think that when they do reopen, um, they'll probably reopen parts. I mean, that's just, I'm just guessing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, it would seem to me that, that um, you know, this process is going to be long and drawn out. There's no reason to try to do it all at once. You, 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 and we're going to be learning along the way. Um, in the case of Disney, they have experience because of what of how they they open the parks in china so so they may be able to uh, to help show the way for other companies as to how to get things done but uh, well, that's a but, good point yeah but I, but, I, but I really think it's going to take some time um, for them to 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 get things up and running and and uh, because it's it's not just a matter of opening the park and everybody's going to show up it's um, it's we need to open the park in a way that people want to come here and have a great experience and, and, um, and feel like, you know, they got value even in this, in this, in this trying time. And so, you know, I, I think that you know, they're, 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 they're a really smart company. I think they'll figure all that out.
2: What about let's real estate, uh, you know, we, you see this, we've got a little thunderstorm going on. So it might hear that in the background, but you see, um, there's, had already been kind of a situation where uh, in some of the, certainly the Northeast and New York uh, city markets had started to slow down over the last year. Will this situation just accelerate people wanting to be out of less or more dense areas and, and moving to less dense areas? What are your thoughts on real estate?
0: Well, I think we, in the last decade, we saw this move back toward the cities. And, yeah. and I think that that move is still i think that 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 the attraction of the cities is still there um and, and what's driving that is that the the cost of entertainment has come down we've, we've uh, the the smart smartphones have just opened up so much more entertainment options to, for, for people and at a very low cost and so that means that people's time is more valuable so they want to spend less time driving to work. They want to spend they want to spend less time working, they want to spend more time playing and, and enjoying themselves. And that's one of the reasons they moved to back to the cities because there's more things to do in the cities and there's more things to do in bigger cities than there are in smaller cities, which is one of the reasons that that New York and LA and San Francisco did as well as they did. But I think one of the outcomes of this of this crisis is going to be though is that Folks may want to take a step back away from globally connected cities because those globally connected cities, the big global gateways seem to be uh, entry points for these viruses, which uh, you know, we've had a number of, um, you know, and, and I would, you know, this is by far the most serious, but, you know, we had SARS, um, you, you had the, yeah. the Ebola outbreak, um, you know, thankfully, you know, both of those were contained before they became issues here. But even looking at Citrus Green, you know Citrus Green is another one of you know, it basically came in because of a, of a of a of a gateway, and and uh, you know it's it's un, it's you know this is where we are in this era of globalization. I think it's gonna it, it's gonna lead to a little bit of a backlash, or probably gonna see a big push toward reshoring in the United States. But um, you know I, I think that that there'll be some sense that maybe I don't want to be in New York. It's gonna be that's that's the one that I that I'm I'm really going to be looking at New York's uh, real estate market had already softened. I'm not so sure about Miami. Miami's a big international gateway. Yeah. But when you go to Miami and you look at what's driving Miami though, it's young Latinos that are moving from all over the United States to come into Miami because it's the hub of, of, of the Latin American economy. And so it's clearly an international gateway, but, um, it's not quite a New York. It is a it is a very dense market, though. I mean, that's you know it's the densest one of the densest areas in the United States. So, you know that, that's that's one to to consider. But you know, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, those areas are not particularly dense. There's a lot of people there, but they're not particularly dense. Uh, retirees have been showing a greater pre- preference for you know a more laid back lifestyle. They don't want to they don't want to have to evacuate every time a hurricane comes in the year, which is you know, made the villages and Polk County both, you know, somewhat more attractive. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, and the Space Coast and, and Daytona have become very attractive because they're affordable. That's the other big thing is that a lot of places became very expensive, and uh, those two areas have, have remained relatively affordable.
2: Yeah, we've had a little of that benefit here up in, in Amelia, that our pricing has not been kind of the levels of the rest of the coastal parts of Florida. And I think has made it uh, more attractive from a real estate perspective. Uh, And we've seen in the last year or two uh, uh, more folks interested in because they can work remotely coming here where they can choose to be at a place they want to live, but yet still work remotely. And I guess this whole thing plays uh, into that a little bit. And that that dynamic will continue to grow. Is that kind of your thinking as well?
0: Yeah, Amelia. Amelia's got uh, uh, Jacksonville and Amelia Island in general. You know, you you've got the benefit of you've got the beach location, and you're not particularly likely to get hit by a hurricane. I mean, you know, we have had them, but um, but they're fairly rare because of how far northeast Florida is uh, is is away from the the Gulf Stream. I mean most people don't realize that. Uh, that Jacksonville is west of Orlando. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. it's um uh, you know, so it is uh, I think it's I think it's roughly in line with Cleveland when you go straight to exactly the U.S. Right.
2: map. That's exactly so, right. Yeah Cleveland so, that's, so, that's hard to imagine.
0: <laughs> so on the East Coast, if you want to be on the coast and you're 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 a little afraid of, of hurricanes, uh, you know, your 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 best bet is really from Saint Augustine up to up to, you know, probably the southeast Georgia I mean it begins to curve back when you get you know north of Savannah you know but it's uh but that's that's kind of a, a neat little niche there so you can still have the coast if you want the coast you don't necessarily have to go inland and, and you've got uh, a lot of the big city benefits and uh, you know there was a time where Amelia was a little more remote I remember taking the ferry to go over and yeah, before the dames point was was built and there wasn't as much stuff mm-hmm. on the north end of, of jacksonville but now there's there's quite a bit so you're, you're 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 not you're not wanting for anything if you're if you're you're up there and you uh, and you've got you know lots of alternatives so it's uh and uh it's still relatively affordable um you know uh, for, uh, particularly when you compare it to other other, other spots in florida so kind of look, t-
2: taking a, a step back again, Mark, in terms of when, I guess, when do we get through this in terms of your crystal ball, uh, both, um, you know, when does kind of from either both, a, I guess, a stock market standpoint too, what's, and an economic standpoint, I guess the, the does the market always ahead of this and, and then the economy is later to catch up?
0: Well, I, I, I warned people. I said we're going to have some setbacks along the way, and I, I think the stock market is is um, when 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 all the news was just getting worse and worse. The, the market was pricing in all that bad news, and and now that we're starting to talk about reopening the economy, the market's pricing in that good news. Um, it's not going to be straight back. I, I the thing that I think that folks are missing, that stock investors are missing, is there's an absence of information. Most companies have pulled back their guidance for earnings, and when you have an absence of information, you tend to get a lot of volatility. So, so I, I, um, I I'm, I'm a stock market guy. I like to be invested in the market. I don't like to be sitting in cash, but I, I think we're going to see some volatility um, over the course of this year. So, you know, some heightened volatility, and we'll get a we'll get a run of bad news on the virus and some rather bad news on the economy and, and 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 maybe the market turns down for a while but but um you know i, I have a longer term i haven't really lost a, a, any any confidence that we're we're not going to beat this thing and recover and and, and be in in a, in a really good position uh when we come out of this um one of the things that that uh, though is we're going to have very large budget deficits and state and local governments are going to be pressed and uh, we're going to as a society have to look at our tax system and um and i'm afraid the taxes are likely to be higher than we've seen in the last few decades and that that's um and governments governments going to have to find a way to get more efficient too governments going to have to find a way to provide services with fewer employees and you know, i gave you the example yesterday and it says I said, more and more states are going to have to look and say, "Gosh, can we do driver license renewals online? Can we do them? Can we do? Yeah. Can we arm some of this stuff out to the private sector and uh, and let them do it for a fee, so that we don't that we don't do it?" And you, know, you, you look at the space program, and I attended a an aerospace summit, and we had the, the president of NASA, the president of, of SpaceX, and and both are both were with it. And um, and they uh, and I and I said, Gosh, do you, do you guys compete or do you see? Are you are you partnering? Because it's it's a total partnership. And, Na- and the one from NASA said, Listen, everything that SpaceX does for us, they do it at about half the cost of what, it, what we would do it for, and in, wow. in about half the time. And so he says it, it helps us leverage our resources further. We need to see more of that in government. And uh, and you know, I was really encouraged to see it in, in, in NASA. But uh, we need to see more of that in government, and and, and hopefully, hopefully, we will.
2: And I think we've gosh, we've seen examples of that in terms of response to the COVID nineteen crisis. It seems that the private industry has really stepped up in a number of areas to to solve a lot of problems that government really couldn't address.
0: Yeah, I mean, you really can't. I mean, you know, it's uh, you can't uh, you can't uh, legislate a, a vaccine. I mean, look at you know, right, um, right. It, um, but uh it it's um you know I, 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 we we have a, an incredible pharmaceutical industry and life sciences biotech is is you know one of the best in the world it's um you know let me let me ask you some to time just as we go ahead, go ahead. ahead. no i was going to
2: say. Well, just, just kind of thinking about the travel industry and the hotel industry and we Kind of the the you know the resorts we have on on Amelia Island, and how long will it be before those folks and, and customers start returning to uh, to those um, to, to them, and and they start to build up their occupancy? What's your sense of that?
0: Well, I'm optimistic that we will see some improvement over the summer, and. Uh, and you know, North Florida is interesting. A lot of people don't, under, that, that don't understand the Florida marketplace. They think of Florida and they think that it's all winter tourism and snowbirds. But but when you get up, when you come up the coast and you get to St. Johns County, it switches you know, St. Augustine, their their peak is basically from Thanksgiving to, to Easter, and then uh, Punta Vedra Beach and and everything north of there uh, picks up after Easter. And so you know, we uh, we could still salvage a good part of the summer because a lot of a lot of tourists arrive by car. I don't know that we're going to have a lot of meetings. I don't think that that people are going to host a lot of meetings. But I do think that uh, that as people get a little bit more confident or looking to do a vacation that they can drive to because they may not quite be there, be comfortable enough about flying. Um, and uh, and but my sense is is that hotels are going to have to be uh, very proactive. Hotels and resorts need to be proactive and and uh, and and market themselves probably via the internet to to say, hey, we've got a special. You know, why not make it a long weekend? Come down, and uh, because I because I, I think they're going to have they're not going to be able to fill every hotel room. It's just not going to happen. And uh, it, but uh, but uh, I do think that we'll see some activity pick up this summer well what we what we'll plan
2: to do love to do is get you to to come back and visit this area get john donahue to have you down here and we'd love to have you at the at the plantation and speak to uh, our our community here i know they would really enjoy having you here so next time you have travel plans or sometime in the future please uh, we'd love to have you here as a, as a guest uh a presenter uh here on the plantation
0: well i'd love to come back down i was supposed to be down there in may and uh unfortunately that event's been canceled so it's uh but uh, yeah, but I, I would i would love to well we
2: really appreciated you taking time out of what i know has been an incredibly busy day and week and uh this is we're sharing this with all our listeners it'll be very helpful and we look forward to having you here and seeing you and having a chance hopefully at a, at better times for everybody uh, and we can kind of uh, take a look at, uh, at new and different kinds of questions and uh, economic opportunities at that point. Great. Great. All right. Mark, well, thanks for talking Our pleasure to have you on the show.